The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. I'm done here. Yeah, thanks. Uh, fuck, my asshole. Oh, godless barbarians. They said they would never come back. That they couldn't come back. Right, welcome to another episode of the podcast from the Black Lagoon. We're on week three of our home invasion marathon month, December. And today, we are jingling and jangling our way through <laughs> The Exorcist. And I know what some of you are saying. That's not a home invasion film. But we'll explain further down the line... A risky pick, all right? But I, I'm Brian, a PR agent representing Hasbro's Ouija board division. And I'm Nicholas Alexander Hacks, uh, excavationist hmm. by day, yes. priest by night. Checks out. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> and uh, like I said before, we are covering 1973's The Exorcist. Ladies and gentlemen, for one night only, experience the fight of a lifetime. Dimmy, Father Paranoia versus Pazuzu. Get your tickets now. You won't want to miss it. That was the whole synopsis. <laughs> yep. That's the whole synopsis. You know what? And you'll get our joke if you go to our YouTube channel... <laughs> and watch Jesus. our our Black Lagoon reaction uh, yeah. of this movie, which yep. is what we're doing now. Do some it's digging, a, guys. It's it's <laughs> December season, and we're gonna keep on giving. Oh man, Toe-tags. this movie this movie gives you one little bit of exposition, and you do not get over it. <laughs> He's a boxing priest. You're going to make me gag on yeah, sparkling water. Dead. <laughs> that is the most, the most uh, humiliating way to go. So if you didn't watch our movie reaction to The Exorcist, fun little fact, that was the first time I ever watched The Exorcist. Yeah. First time. Like, I remember a few scenes, but I had never watched the movie. I, I've seen, like, clips here and there, and I knew, right. like, oh, the vomit is pea soup and little little tidbits here and there, but wow, what a fucking film. Mm. Should we get to the guts of the film? 
Let's do I it. I feel like we should get to the guts of the film. Let's cut this fucker open. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Home invasion? More like soul invasion? Why is this on the home invasion marathon month, Nick? Because, Brian, like a home, it is our bodies that are the true homes. What? <laughs> you know how the saying goes, your body is a temple? Yeah. You decorate right. it. Well, I, I decorate my body, obviously. Not just in nipple tassels, but with tattoos and stuff. Is this stuff. tying into to the movie at all? And also... Oh, I see. I have a demon inside of me, Brian. Mm. If you... Shamuzu. <laughs> oh my god, our, our, our patrons... Uh, yikes, that's scary. Everyone else, <laughs> you have to give us money to understand what just happened. <laughs> that's terrifying, Nick. That's really something. Help. Okay. Yep, that's scary. Yikes. Timmy, why you leave <clears throat> me all alone? Why you do this to me, Timmy? <laughs> so I am really excited that we finally did this movie. It has been a long time since I've watched it, and I'm so glad it stood the test of time. This film got evil right. Anyone who listens to a lot of our shows know I have a bone to pick with when horror movies just really superficially talk about something's evil, so it does mean stuff to people, right? Brian. This film takes it to the next level. It's incredible. No more bone picking, goddammit. Thanksgiving is over. Okay. I've got to toss out that whole phrase. <laughs> yes. You're going to hold me to the fire on this one. Yep. Totally. Like a turkey on a... On a uh, I'm just going to tie you up goodness. to the bed and splash. I'm going to waterboard you with holy water. What Chinese water torture? <laughs> Jesus. Okay. <laughs> uh, I kind of forgot where I was, but go on. <laughs> it's all good. We're we're all lethargic right now because of we this both, new. Yeah, this we new, just watched a two-hour yeah. movie. And I kind of like moments ago. <laughs> I kind of like this though. I kind of yeah, like too. this new this new method of watching a movie and then getting right into it not even just watching the movies together but recording us watching the movies especially um because i had never seen it and we had a lot of fun yeah typically um pre before this movie we had never done something like that it was always uh brian and i would just watch movies on our own time and uh when the recording session was like right around the corner we just watch the movies take a take a few notes to remember what had happened and everything and uh honestly i (laughs) think that's the demon speaking i (laughs) i think i I think that um this is the way to go i I think this doing it this way has a has a a covid19 version of that feeling of when you're driving home from the theater you just saw the film you're full on popcorn and you have a 30 minute drive home to talk about the movie except for <clears throat> this theater didn't serve popcorn it served chop up yeah. cucumbers with yogurt 
and garlic and black pepper. What a treat. And a Tupperware. Yep. If it um, did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like that. That dreariness, that post-movie kind of slump that you get into and where you just get to be like, man, I'm just kind of thinking about this movie. I'm tired. I'm going to talk about it. That's how I feel now. I, like I, I really enjoy the... It was sort of slow burn at times especially the first half of the movie um but at the same time you get the sudden feeling that there's something evil amongst this family Mm -hmm. and it's not just oh they moved into this house that just so happened to be haunted because this previous family was drenched in gasoline and butchered to death uh and cooked for thanksgiving dinner and no, that red stain on the floor isn't cranberry sauce. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Is there anyone out there who knows our, our jokes yet? I don't, I hope. <laughs> I hope someone doesn't think we're we, just rambling. <laughs> we have a few people who, who listen to us on, on the regular, who are loyal listeners. And uh, we thank you guys for listening. Keep keep mm. up the good work and we'll keep yeah. up the good work as well. That, that one guy you talked to put in a good, like, 20 hours listening to us. That's pretty cool. Yep. Good on you, shout, bud. Shout out to Cray. Thank you, Cray. Appreciate <laughs> you. Uh, anyways. Yeah. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, demons. There's that demon again, huh? Yeah, it, it is. It has its slow burn, slow burn aspect. And then out of nowhere, it just assaults you with something terrifying. Like the moment where, where we find out that that, that guy died the love interest of the wife that we don't really meet out of nowhere reagan comes crawling upside down the staircase and blood flying out of her mouth it's a brutal scene because we hear something horrifying scene we don't expect it then this inhuman monstrosity comes going down the stairs and it is truly it's not trying to be scary so much as it is just repulsive and base it's like no people don't bend that way it isn't like ah boo I'm Reagan and I'm scary now. It's like human beings do not twist this way. The relationship between a mom and a daughter is not a mom like nursing her demonic child and back into like reality and, and, and love and care. Like it, it's such a dark movie. Right. I, I have a huge problem with the modern horror movies of this day and age, especially paranormal movies of this day and age i feel like there's something that they just it's oversaturated but not just oversaturated it's like call of duty no definitely oversaturated it's like call of duty and they just keep rehashing the same shit over and over again they lose their touch with what they used to be yeah the it, exorcist they're, they're superficial. The ex- oh my god the, the Exorcist has so many spine tingling scenes mm. that movies this day and age don't give you that effect. Right. Now, I, I, I said in our React video too, it takes a lot to move me now because I have desensitized myself on just horrible places on the internet and watching all these movies. It's just like my, my brain is dead, right? And, mm-hmm. and this film did have real genuine moments of, of terror in it, and I, I love that. And and on your on your note about modern horror movies, uh, th- there have always been superficial movies. Uh, there especially were even in the time this film was made, right? 
Some of the most sophisticated, nuanced approaches to horror films are, have taken place in the last 10 years. You just have to find them. You know, like there, there are some really incredible movies out there that have learned from The Thing, that have learned from The Exorcist, and have kind of, kind of picked up on what made those movies effective versus what didn't. And they are out there, and we're going to cover them on this show eventually. I'm going to oh, force for sure. you to watch them. Because sure. there is some stuff out there to appreciate. Um, there's just the, the ones that make a lot of noise tend to be um, misrepresentative of what it's actually happening, I think, in the horror community. They're, they're just kind of the flag bearers, but not necessarily. There's a creative core that we had to kind of go searching for. And they're hitting on something that this film and other movies like The Thing and even Evil Dead. Like, like a this. train. Like a train. Please watch the React video just for the train. I can never describe this. It broke me, Nick. <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine, baby. Good Lord. my The rest of my life, I'm going to have intrusive thoughts about this train joke and just laugh. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, it was a good movie. I am astonished. I love it. it. It's back up there in my top ten list. I didn't know that it would be. Um, frankly, I thought all the hubbub and hype, I would watch it and be like, yeah, it was scary, but it didn't hold up. No, it's a solid movie. It's a classic, that, for sure. Yeah. It, it's yeah. it's held in high regard, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, it, probably, if I rewatch this movie, it might go down as one of my favorite horror movies. Not, nice. Not top number one, because... John Carpenter's The Thing will always hold that spot. Yeah. Unless, unless there's something even better than that movie. Um, but I highly doubt it. Uh, but the special effects that went into Reagan's makeup. Whew, top notch, baby. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was very, fuck. very good. and and like made you want to shit yourself when it felt like she was staring directly at you through the screen yeah i mean someone really did sit down and have to design like the demon look and i i really was so a lot of it was carried by the actress who played reagan there were moments where uh, even when the priest was dead, the, the first priest that died, and she was just nonchalantly like leaning on her arm on the table watching the other guy, that mannerism is just creepy. You know, like that feels demonic. It feels like the the real stories of the fall in, in the, the circle of demons. I see it, but I see the scary guy. <laughs> He's scary. That actually is terrifying. It, it is creepy. Help. Um, it, she sold it and also god some of the more wholesome moments in this film it d- can't you see how how some modern filmmakers saw this movie and just kind of reduced it to happy moment and then it becomes mean and then it becomes scary and then they all come back you see how they reduce the formula and it kind of loses some of the life the life that this had there were moments between the the daughter and the mom that were really genuine and warm and it made obviously her turn much worse and that that sounds so cliche today where we just expect that to be the plot but if you go back and watch this there's an authenticity there that i think you'll be shocked by there's really a a tremendous chemistry between all of them 
and it, it makes the transformation in, in all these scenes a lot harder to take. And, and even uh, when she is being like misdiagnosed, essentially, with physiological things, Nick, I, I wasn't even uh, feeling anything for that moment until you started making tortured sounds about, are they really going to do surgery on or they don't even know what it is? And they didn't. But it, it reminded me of like, oh, my God, there's a whole other tragic part of this film that I wasn't even thinking about. The modern, modern society is so unwilling to admit that she's possessed that she's going to undergo surgery and end up in a mental institution. That's the extra tragedy. Like, it's such a layered, horrible thing. Right. It's so well done. <laughs> Keep your dirty, filthy fingers away from my cunt. That, yeah. They, yeah. The, the, the vulgarity was so important to that unease in the movie like i was i i don't things don't really shock me but there really were moments where where she was doing things that were so vulgar it felt uh, like uh, offensive in the deeper sense of the word like it really just struck you and that's what that's yeah totally they nailed it (laughs) that that's what evil is going to be like that's what that's what a demon a a trickster deceitful demon that's what makes him scary man so like begins with an open window and it ends with an open window oh yeah that's so that's crazy that's stay out of egypt people (laughs) don't go excavating (laughs) don't Mm. go anywhere in the pyramids yeah just you'll get cursed but stay tuned for sea world's new (laughs) exciting exhibit Shimuzu that is wonderful please watch our react video that that needs to be a t-shirt man it has to be oh Oh, my god Shimuzu okay now one of you kids and one of you darling (laughs) kids is gonna be possessed oh this movie is great right yeah um the ending caught me off guard. I was not expecting that to happen. Poor Dimmy. It yeah, it, it was it happened so quickly. I really like that they didn't have this moment where it, I feel like if this were done in in a in a bigger budget like so, a, a today big budget film, he would have a moment where he'd realize that if when he touched Reagan, the demon moved into him, and then he'd have a moment where he'd think. And then he'd know, and he'd take the demon, and and heroically jump through the window. And instead, it was such a just stream of consciousness, take me instead, demon gets in him, and he just throws himself out the window without thinking. It's such a, a dark, desperate ending. He just wanted so badly for her to be safe and to get the demon out that he didn't even think twice about his so, own life. So at the final round of the fight, who yep. actually won? It's hard to say. <laughs> it's really hard to say, I guess. Kind of the demon. Pazuzu wins with a fatal KO. It, it'd kind of be like if, if two people are boxing and the guy who looks like he's about to win ducks at just the right moment and then ends up like punching himself in the face and knocks himself out. I feel it's like the it's best. the scene in Rocky 4? Rocky 5? When 
when uh wow i forget his name it's been so long since i've seen rocky the one guy gets killed and by by the russian dude oh yeah i will break you man those are good movies <laughs> yeah I yeah. want to rewatch those. I wonder if they're unbearable now. I don't, I don't know if Stay it. tuned for our Patreon <laughs> exclusive movie Rocky. reactions. If you Rocky. want to see that, we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that would be a Patreon exclusive because I don't. Mm-hmm. If it's gonna move away from horror, it's it's got to be exclusive shit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, but. One thing I liked is that the, the soundtrack was was borderline non-existent, and then right. when it did come on, it was like it, the right moment. Just that the one scene, uh, the the iconic, do 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 do, that only appeared in one scene. I think around two, but the, two, the, there was one, one other scene where it played. It was so minimal, and at other points it would just be tones like. But Long now, tones. But now it's just an iconic theme, and mm-hmm. everybody just knows. Like I've heard it. I haven't even seen the fucking movie, and I knew what it was. I'm like, that's the thing. That's yeah. the that's the song. Yeah, that's so cool. But this, the soundtrack gets it right. Mm-hmm. Just minimalistic. That's how things should be. Minimalist as fudge. And then, like, the only other, like, recognizable song that plays is that horrible screeching violin. Mm-hmm. And it's wonderful. Effective. And then this chamber music that just comes playing in where people start praying and praying in unison. It is so atmospheric. Um, and then all the rest of the sounds are soundscapes. When they're inside the home, you can hear the muffled screaming and, gr- like, growling of Reagan upstairs. And it's muffled behind domestic walls. And it's such a... At Eerie some point, soundscape. I mean, at some points, you could see me jump during the movie reaction. Like, <laughs> holy shit! Like, it, it honestly, it got me. It got yeah. me. And I, normally, movies can't get that pure, mm-hmm. like, jump without a jump scare, like a cheap jump scare. This wasn't a cheap jump scare to be a jump scare. It was, un like. Ah, I don't know Real how to explain. Ex- yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just wow. I'm really impressed. 1973. Have... I know, man. It, I was really astonished. I even asked during our react video like, "Are did I have the date right?" I, and I did. It's an astonishing thing. The cinematography is so smooth. They let the camera sit. And it's not jumpy, it's not choppy. It's such a smooth, well-edited film. There are moments where we just get that eerie Zuzu face snipped in where it almost doesn't belong. And then moments where we just get random clippets. Oh, look at that. There it is. It, it was just, it, it was such a, a blast. So well done. Um, I, I want to ask you, do you have any critiques about it? I do have one. Any critiques? Uh, shit, man. You're kind of putting me on the spot here. For for a first time viewing, I don't have any critiques necessarily. Mm-hmm. Two hours of uh-huh. uh, it was pretty long. I felt maybe that 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 could be uh, a critique. I felt like it was a little too long. 
Um, but at the same time, it felt necessary to build upon the tension. Right. So I'm going to scratch that critique out. I don't necessarily have a critique to really uh, divulge upon. Especially, I, I will yeah. take what you said, and 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 that is, that is my critique. Um, not not so much that there, there's like a, a duration at which point a movie gets too long, but when a movie feels like it drags at one moment, it's too long. The movie became too long because it wasted prime real estate during a moment. And for me, it's a socialite party. You could chop some of that, cut yeah. to the scene with Reagan. There are a few moments throughout the film where it stops being captivating and enthralling and terrifying, and it starts being like. It's ominous, but I'm kind of waiting for the next thing to happen. And there are just a few spots where I think they could have done some cutting. And this could have been a perfect, concise movie. Even at, even if it still ended up being an hour 45 minutes long or an hour 50 minutes long, it would have been just what it needed to be. And when my critiques get to that level of granularity... I just, at that point, it's like, it doesn't matter. I, there are so few movies that are this good and this well-made and this thoughtful and this like disturbing. It's not a scary movie. It's very much a disturbing movie. And that's way more effective in this case. Um, I, it is, I love it. I, I, I absolutely love the film. Right. Yeah. Totally agree with you. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know what you could cut out of that movie to make it shorter. It just it would have to be moments. Like the, no scene is expendable, but there are moments within the scenes that are. Some right. moments didn't have to be quite so long. That's about all I can say. There, there's room for some cutting the party, especially, but beyond <laughs> that, so much of it is crucial exposition building. <laughs> Nazi pigs. Yeah, that was kind of just in there. <laughs> yeah. There's, uh, there's some film critic out there that's going to explain why. That's the one line that explains the whole movie. Like, maybe okay. <laughs> maybe uh, Demi uh, boxing. Yeah, you know, that was a very interesting subplot to explore. Now, to be fair, Nick, if he were, if he were not a boxer, think of all the great jokes we could not have made during our react video yeah, that's right true so it does serve some social purpose it was useless until today when we decided to watch it together yeah i'm sure the director was like someday be some kid someday <laughs> some some kids are gonna do a joke or something on a a radio show <laughs> who knows <laughs> and you were right bud yep rest in peace Yeah, Reagan, uh, Linda Blair does an amazing job as Reagan, especially for her age at the time. Truly Holy shit, so mind blowing. Um, like, seeing I, I, her I, stab I... her crotch with a crucifix while telling herself to let Jesus fuck her will always be a part of me. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that the, has become part of your personality. It was that, so. It was so that good. legit. It is tattoo yeah. worthy. <laughs> and e even like beyond the scenes were uh, that were just so unavoidably shocking that she did. 
it, I just I feel like to act you have to really understand the characters you're you're playing, which is why I kind of feel like there's sometimes when I'm watching like a Matt Damon or like like <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio film, it's like, but you have you have never struggled a day in your life, and you're playing this down on his luck guy. I just can't uh, buy it. A fucking Marky she, Mark, Mark yeah, Wahlberg. Right. She was playing pure evil, pure theological evil, and there were moments where she was gesturing and posing. And just being creepy in a way that just felt like, how was she directed to do these? I don't, it felt mm-hmm. so authentic and astonishing. Like, this is a, a incredible way to bring this character to life. Imagine the parents' reactions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wonder if she watched the movie she was in. <laughs> I'm not sure. I really do. Take um, my child it, and throw her in, th- in front of a fucking train. They better have paid that family well. <laughs> She she extended her vocabulary in this movie. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure her, her vocabulary was extended by that age. I mean, shit. I was I was swearing like a sailor by the age of five. Oh yeah. <laughs> do uh, Do you have any other big points here, wow. or do you want to just kind of go with the flow and move on to the eulogy? Like a stream of diarrhea. Let's go with the flow. Into the eulogy. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. May God be with this young man's soul. May be right. 1973 Exorcist. We cast you out of this podcast. We damn you back to hell from whence you came. You were actually a pretty good movie. A little too long for my liking. By the power of Christ. The, the, the power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. Come on, say it with me, Brian. The power of the Christ compels you. The power of Christ compel you. <laughs> and uh, we're getting rid of this movie by allowing the movie's spirit mm. to merge with my mortal shell Ah. And then I'm going to have a sudden realization that I don't want to hurt anybody. And I'm going to jump out of a fucking window and fall down a flight of stairs. And you're going to come up to my corpse and you're going to be like, I absolve you of all your sins. And I'm just going to be like, my hands are shaking (laughs) and I'm bleeding out. And uh, I'm going to bury myself and the spirit of Pazuzu Cyst uh, with a bloody crucifix hmm. that was up somebody's snatch. Oh, got it. And um, the novel that this movie was based upon. Mm-hmm. Some of the best lines in this movie, I know they came right from the book. There were very writerly lines about evil, and like it was like this is such a great film. <laughs> a, a good book adaptation is like nothing else, man. It, it, it's the perfect movie. Maybe, okay. maybe a pair of boxing gloves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to. Okay, um, I'm gonna throw this out the window with my my T-vote copy of Father Paranoia versus Daughter Destroya. What? That's it. That's all I've got. 
Father Paranoia, the yep. Father Destroyer. <laughs> Versus Daughter Destroyer. Oh. <laughs> the Destroyer AKA, of Daughters. AKA Pazuzu. Pazuzu. Yeah. I think it worked. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm it's, just. It's as good as I can do. <laughs> I commend you for Thank your. You. For your attempt, good sir. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess that's it for for our eulogy. How sad. I'm well, dead. I guess. Oh, and yeah, I guess this was sacrificial. I guess you're getting voices from the other side, Brian. Oh, wow. Okay. Brian. Brian. Oh, you're the voice. It's me. <laughs> Do I hear something? A voice? It's somebody from else's review the from the side? other side. Well, yes. sometimes, that is better. What do you got for me, buddy? I, uh, a voice? Nick's yeah. voice? What if I just kept this character going for an hour? <laughs> the, the video version is not going to do well for this. Just a guy saying voices i feel like that's all we do okay voices the fuck is voices (laughs) of course i'm 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 mining through the roger ebert archives i I like this guy even though he's really unfair to horror films sometimes um this is again a heavily abridged take on his review so if you want the whole story read his review but do it he says the year 1973 began and ended with cries of pain it began with Ingmar Bergman's Cries and Whispers, and it closed with William Fried, Friedkin? Friedkin, I'll say Friedkin's Exorcist. Both films are about the weather of the human soul, and no two films can be more different. Yet, in, uh, yet each in its own way forces us to look inside to experience horror, to confront the reality of human suffering. It's such a great way of putting it. The Bergman film is a humanistic classic. The Friedkin film is an exploitation of the most fearsome resources of cinema. That does not make it evil, but it does not make it noble either. Ominous way to describe this movie. The story is well known. It's adapted more or less faithfully from William Peter Blady's bestseller. Many of the technical and theological details in the book are accurate. Most accurate of all is the reluctance of its Jesuit hero, Father uh, Carras, to encourage the ritual of exorcism. To do that, he says, I'd have to send the girl back to the 16th century. Modern medicine has replaced devils with paranoia. Father paranoia. And schizophrenia, he explains. Medicine may have, but the movie hasn't. The last chapter of the novel never totally explained in detail the final events in the tortured girl's bedroom. But the movie's special effects in the closing scenes leave little doubt that an actual spirit was in that room and that it transferred bodies. Is this fair? I guess so. In fiction, the artist has poetic license. It may be that the times we live in have prepared us for this movie, and Friedkin had admitted had admittedly, why can I not say had admittedly given us a good one. I've always preferred a generic approach to film criticism. I ask myself how good a movie is of its type. The Exorcist is one of the best movies of its type ever made. It not only transcends the genre of terror, horror, and the supernatural. But it transcends such serious, ambitious efforts in the same direction as Roman Polanski's Rosemary's Baby, a film we have to cover. (laughs) I'm not sure exactly what reasons people will have for seeing this movie, 
surely enjoyment won't be one of them, because what we have here are not the delicious chills of a Vincent Price thriller, but raw and painful experience. Are people so numb that they need movies of this intensity in order to feel anything at all? It's hard to say. What I'm, a review. <laughs> I'm pretty fucking numb on the inside. Yeah. I mean, did I not say before this movie, I feel emotionless and like nothing can move me, so I guess I'll watch this film. Like, that hit a chord there when you said that. Uh, man, I love this review. Are um, we slowly divulging into psychopaths uh, oh, or, or sociopaths? Oh, it might make our show more listenable if there's an overarching plot. <laughs> Maybe. If we slowly lose our minds. <laughs> <laughs> There's a person in my basement. <laughs> Jesus. Hmm. Kathy Ann, who hasn't who's been missing since nineteen seventy eight. Wow, buddy, how old are you now? <laughs> I'm twenty four, Brian. Nineteen seventy eight. Yeah. Nineteen seventy eight, okay. Your math is on point. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I dropped out? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't blame you. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Wh- what do you think about this line real quick? Real quick. Um, oh, boy. Okay. Uh, the last chapter of the novel never explained the details of the final events, but the movie's special effects leave little doubt that an actual evil spirit was in the room. Wow. Interesting. So, in the novel, it was more of like, was it real? Was it not? But in the movie, they're like, yeah, it's real. It's real. She's not crazy. I'll, I like that. Yeah. I think that's. I think that's really. That, that, that's cool. That's. For, for, I like. I like the differences between the novel, and and the movie. This movie was amazing, and I'm not saying that the movie is better than the book. I'm a book reader. I love books. And nine times out of ten, I like the books better than the movies or the shows. So, who knows? But I I will definitely give this book a chance, for sure. I think the movie would be significantly worse if it was a possibility that it was in her head. Because some of the most striking and moving scenes could not have happened without immediately betraying the, the truth. Pull a Mulholland Drive... Oh, that would be way too disorienting it's just, for this movie. It's just like she was in love with a priest. And <laughs> he couldn't keep going with this relationship because she's just 13. Oh, that's dark. Okay. That's very dark. Yeah. Yikes. Yep. Oof. All right. Anyways. Uh, yeah. I don't have any... Uh, I Again, I think this movie would actually be worse if it were vague. Um, yeah. Right. There's nothing that makes a book inherently better than a movie or a movie inherently better than a book. Um, I take Kubrick's Shining over King's any day, right? But that they're both different mediums, so different things are going to be better for them. Mm-hmm. This movie needed to be visual and visceral, and it was both of those. The book didn't have that privilege, I assume. Most books wouldn't because that visual component is kind of tricky there. But if you have something that is happening in your head, books happen in your head. You're wondering, is this real? Is it not real? You can't see it. You have to imagine it. I get why that's the better plot for the book. But, all right, speculation. Um, all right, your voice. From IMDb. Ooh. From funky, or, yeah, funky C underscore funky do dash one. Okay. <laughs> Gave it a, or this was published in uh, 
2007, January 2nd. Two stars, and it's titled, G, A Girl Who Vomits on People. Real scary. Oh, boy. <laughs> what were people made of... Uh, okay. What were people made of when they made this movie? It's a joke. The scariest movie I have ever seen was Psycho. And that was scary without doing anything. The ex... Eh, the, <laughs> the ex... <laughs> The Exorcist really relies on its title of the scariest movie ever made to get people to watch it. The Exorcist tries to do what most classy horror movies do by not showing much action until the end and just try to build the tension the whole movie, but instead is just long-winded by doing endless tests on Reagan to see what's wrong with her. The Omen, the original, and Psycho are the easiest... Uh, are easiest, the best horror movies I have ever seen because through the whole movie, even though you know what is going to happen and who the killer is going to be, it still keeps you on the edge of your seat saying, why are you going into the house? The guy is obviously a killer and you are going into this house. The only people who like this movie are people who saw it once back when it came out and they were 10 and haven't seen it since and remember it as being really scary. If you ask a 15-year-old who liked Pokemon when when they were a kid and haven't seen it in ages if they think that Pokemon is really good, show they will say yes. If you think this movie is good, then go and watch it and come back and tell me if it is scary, as scary as you remember. What in the living fuck is this person on about? I get what you're. I get where he's coming from. I, actually, I had his concern going into this movie. I worried that it scared me because I was young and impressionable, and now I'm not. And I did think it would not live up to the hype, and it might even look, God forbid, gaudy. It might look like it's 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 um, excessive and trying too hard. Thank God it didn't. To call this movie classless is absurd. Not not, not to be like indignant about this because I, I think we our opinions come from a real place for us. But th- 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 it can't be classless and superficial just because it is visceral. Those two things don't go hand in hand. He's talking about psychological horror with Psycho, and he's kind of saying because it was so bloodless that. It was horror of the most tasteful kind. I'm sure there's an argument for that. But to talk about theology and to introduce entities that just live in dark, primal, baseless excess, that is scary in, in, a, in a theological sense. That's disturbing, man, you know? Yeah. And to me, that's not gaudy or excessive. Um, the, the vomit and all that stuff, that is, that is the entity... He was just here to make us crumble and despair. That, to me, is horror. Like, I haven't seen it really presented in, in movies before. So I get where he's coming from, and I had that concern as well. I think the only difference is we both rewatched this movie, and he walked away from it with a very different impression than I did. Well, you rewatched this movie. or Well, are you saying that he... Yeah, me and the reviewer. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 
I. It is what it is. I'm not gonna take it personal. Just gonna <laughs> throw him out of a fucking train. Yeah. Throw him out of a train and oh, into a train. Into another train. Yes. <laughs> yes. Trains. <laughs> I I like trains. Uh, okay. What's happening to us? <laughs> We're broken. We spent like five hours together that, talking the, about this movie. It's the laughing gas that's leaking, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, um, yeah. we did it. That was a blast. Please watch our React video. Um, we had fun yeah, doing it, and we want to know if you want more of those because it was, it was fun. We, we I'm sure it. we'll do more. I'm yeah. sure we'll do more, definitely for sure, especially with the final December episode coming mm. next. I wonder what it is. It's very festive, and, uh, yeah, stay tuned for that because mm -hmm. I'm going to be wearing a sweater. I don't know which one. I haven't picked yet. But I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I can't wait to show you. Uh, and, I, my my dog has some. I'll put I'll put her in one, and then I'll wear the one I'm wearing now. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have an ugly Christmas sweater, Brian. I do not. I have a lot of normal sweaters. That is ninety percent of my wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> and you live in Florida. Uh huh. You don't get hot. No. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I can't. I can't say. I can't. I can't say shit. Cause back in Florida, I used to just wear black all the mm. time, and I go oh, yeah. outside, and people were like, "Are you crazy?" I'm like, "Fashion is pain, my dear." <laughs> yep. There and it I is. shall die for fashion. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode of the podcast from the Black Lagoon. Uh, if you enjoyed this and this is your very first time listening to us, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, even though we don't really use Twitter all that much. That will change eventually. I did not know we had Twitter. <laughs> we have Twitter. Are uh, we posting our... our, our uh, Slasher, which is like my favorite app to use of all time. I love <laughs> Slasher so much. Shout out to Slasher, everybody. Uh, and you can find us all under the uh, Black Lagoon Network. That is our panhandle. And uh, I also have a Twitch account where I play video games. That is also under Black Lagoon Network. So if you want to watch me play some video games and just geek out, you're more than welcome to join me. We can have a nice conversation chillax yeah. and, i might uh, even be in the room maybe you can talk yeah. to both of us we'll hang out talk about some movies that'd be it'd be great and uh yeah i'm definitely going to be playing cyberpunk 2077 when it comes out two days baby two days and that <laughs> that, that gives you a time and date of go. when we're recording this yep. it will be out when this comes out <laughs> yeah but <laughs> yeah so um other than that other than that, uh, stay tuned. Leave a review for us on on iTunes. We we would appreciate that more oh, yeah. than anything. And if if you are so inclined and you want to support the show, you can go through Patreon uh, under BLN patreoncom BLN, or you could also support us directly through Anchor. So, either way, thank you. We love you. Uh, you'd be our first patron, so we will literally just give you everything that we have. 
I will literally give you my... Keep that for the DMs. You you can talk to them personally when the time comes. (laughs) I'll leave that up to your imagination of what I'll give you that is mine. Yes. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm not part of this conversation or this weird backhand deal. Uh, Thank you for watching the show. We love you guys. Stay tuned for the next episode. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs)